0: Whoops. Beluchem abayem shema shem barachnu chem veis sham. <laughs> Welcome to our weekly and we mean weekly Wednesday night share. As every week we <speaking in> the Nishmas is the shlamis. Me shama habanaya. See much Nachas for children physically on this world. And these are Shlamas. This Shabbos, Pashas Lech happy, exciting Shabbos. Literally, happy, happy and exciting. Pashas Bereshas, the Rebbe says. Starts off beautifully with the creation of the world and everything. But then we run into a little bit of problems, a little bit of stories over there that are not so pleasant. Nayak starts off with the flood. Ends off with the beautiful news of the birth of Avram Avino. Laklaka! Ah, that's a Pasha. Pure joy. We deal with the birth of the first Jew. Of course not physical birth. His first commandment. <laughs> In the past, we've discussed the severity, the sinceri- the seriousness of such a commandment. To go out, he said, we said also to have a foolish lama for tehila, about Sarah. Sarah Sarit. In surgery now. To go out me from everything you stand for, from everything you existed with, from all that you lived with and for. Leave it all behind. Leave it all behind. And move on. No. The expression, it has happened. People were asked, change careers, relocate, It happens. But you know what? Change careers means you're doing career A or I'm offering you career B. Relocation means leaving the town, the city, the home that you're in for years or whatever time it may be uprooting everything but going to destination A going to destination B from your destination A Shvach kunz. Shvach Kunz, because you know exactly what you're getting into you scout the land you scout the area you scout the schools you have it all down pat before you even get near removing a screw, a picture off your wall of your old house <inaudible> not, such, not so with Avraham with Avraham the Abish tells him <inaudible> thank you very much the land I will show you <inaudible> where am I going God Almighty the mighty says, you'll see, you'll see, and indeed his journey has a very interesting hiccups in the beginning where he ends up by Pari in the episode of Pari and, and Sarai. Also tonight we'd like to discuss, besides Pasha's Lechel we'd like to discuss Zion Cheshven which also we've discussed in the past, and another subject that we've discussed in the past, Yud Aleph Cheshven, which is the date for this Shabbos. Unfortunately, Mar Cheshven is called Mar Bitter for many, many different reasons many different things that happened to the Jewish nation during the month of Cheshvan, not pleasant ones in today's day and age we are par- partially reenacting such such a lifestyle we are opening the news for those masochists to do so give me a couple of words make sure it's cold For the masochists that open the news, you open and you look in the news today, and every time you open the news, unfortunately, the world, the anti Semitic media, tries to poo poo it and put it on the back page, put it in a smaller print. But if you read the Jewish places, the Jewish news, unfortunately that Serena Godl, a day doesn't go by. Rahman Islam something doesn't happen in itself. day doesn't go by without a stabbing, without a car crash, without something. In our Tzaynog the Holy Land, to our brothers and sisters in Israel. And we're not immune to it. With we, I mean if you're in Brooklyn, New York, if you're in Los Angeles, California, if you're Atlanta, Georgia or anywhere else that you may be we are not immune to that unfortunately this is the bitter truth the ugly truth rearing its head and it's not getting better it's not getting easier but we need to understand we need to unite we need to come with a force To stand up united. I'm not saying the proclamation of never again is necessary although it was not a bad proclamation. I'm not saying I'm not propagating that Jews take up arms although there are many that do. I won't tell you not to. Amongst the myriad of stories that have been going around, whatever you read, whether it be WhatsApp, or texts, or or, uh, emails, or Twitters, or any other social, I'm not even going to start going into it, then you say, Rabbi, you're so in the dark, don't know how many hundreds of ways of media there is today. One of the more powerful stories that went up now A woman was walking in the street of Yerushalayim Yir may it be rebuilt tonight She was walking in the street and she noticed An Arab following her Needless to say this is not a pleasant thought not something pleasant that she wanted to meet up with. She started to hasten her, her pace. And the faster she walked, the faster the Arab fellow behind her was walking. Suddenly, he took off into a side alley, and she screamed, please, and the police came running, and they chased him, and they caught him. They caught him and indeed they caught him with a knife and they asked him and he openly confessed Yes, I had full intention to stab this woman. He said, so why did you hesitate? What stopped you? And he said, she was walking with these two guys, these two big guys next to her, flanked from both sides. And I had to wait for them to go away. I didn't know when they were going to go away. And the more I walked, the more they walked, and the more they stayed with her. And I just could not do it, I saw. So I just booked it. The police went back to the woman and asked her, Didn't you say you were walking by yourself? She says, yes. So how come the Arabs said he saw two men flanking you from both sides? Now generally you should know that uh, a Hasidic woman would not walk between two men. There were two husky guys standing there, like guards, bodyguards. To which he replied... As I saw him behind me, I started to say, Mimina Gabriel, Mismaili, Mimini Mechol, and Mismaili Gabriel. To my right is Malach Mechol, and to my left is Malach Gabriel. And I repeated this over and over. And I believe that Hashem is going to guard me that way. And you know, Kindalach. The Arab merited to see. Michal and Gabriel, Malachim, flanking the sides of this woman, protecting her. Another story that I saw today in email was the Yid that was killed in the in the in the, Shalayim, in the, in the very frum section of Yerushalayim, very religious section. There is a shear that went on in a certain shul there. And the sheer went on every single day there were quite a substantial amount of people attending that shear. That day that this Arab came to attack, the person that gives the shear was in Europe giving a shear. So the shear therefore was cancelled and there was nobody in the shul. Unfortunately, there was one lone karb that he caught on the street when he realized there was nobody in the shul. He was relying on killing and massacring tens of people, and he barely got hold of one, which is Hashem Yudishnam, of the very fine Chassidah As every Jew, a very holy neshama. And especially a Jew that gives his life for only one reason, and that's because he's Jewish. This is the highest level of self-sacrifice, Mr. Nefesh, that a Jew can ascertain, being killed as a Jew. So we will say to the Chaim, that the Jewishers should protect all our brothers and sisters, Israel, France, Europe, anywhere else that they are, in America, and we should merit that this very night, We should all join together in Yerushalayim, Yerakay, Deshulchaim. Yesterday was I in To me it's a very disturbing day. And I go through it every year and I, I really don't get the gist of it. Zayim is 15 days after Sukkus. 15 days after Shmini Yatzer, the Chachamim, the sages established that anybody that came to be Euler Egel, that came to the Holy Temple for Sukkis, the furthest point from Yerushalayim to the furthest point in Israel. By foot would take fifteen days. Hence, they did not want the people should start to Daven and say the Saint Talamatal Levracha, to say to Daven for rain until everybody was off the road. They didn't want to trouble to hurt somebody, to bother somebody, to get them caught up in a deluge of some sort. Because the land needed rain. How else do you plant? How else do things grow? In a land of Etz they rely on the Zayin Minim. They rely on their pro- produce. So the is still established. uh uh-uh. you can say Ma'aseh but no Saint Alamot Levrocha until Zayin Marchesvan. And on Zayin Marchesvan the Jews that were traveling home to the furthest point of Eretz should have arrived home and therefore you can start to pray for rain. Chutz <laughs> out of Eretz we need to wait even longer. Well, obviously it's longer to walk to New York from Yerushalayim. If <laughs> <coughs> anybody was walking from Yerushalayim to New York, it would probably take them until December 5th. Um, until December 4th or December 5th depends on the year we don't begin to say the St. Talmud causing literally a separation in Qal Yisrael causing a rift almost and our halachic dilemma if an American travels now to Ezesel, what does he say and in Shemeneze? And an can travels tonight to America or to Chutzlaritz, what does he say in Shemeneze? Can an Ezeseldeke, can an Israel, a person in Israel on Zion Cheshvin, who comes to Chutzlaritz on Yud Cheshvin, can he dame for the Ahmed? Can he lead the services? Hence saying the repetition, Chazar <laughs> Seshatz, what would he say if he says the same Talamata Ibracha, which he's obligated to for himself, or where, or, but the minyan is not Yayzu with the same Talamata. the minyan is still saying Hussein the Biracha. There are definitive Piske about it. The Rabbanim have involved in it and they know and they say. I'm not going to give the ups and downs, the options, the. all the different psakh Basically, on the whole, what you would say is that the Rishmaneser himself on a silent shmineser, he did say the Saint Talamata, and when he says the Chazar Sashat, the repetition, since the repetition is only for the Kohol, and the Kohol is still saying the same Bracha, he would then say the same Bracha but everybody talk to your own rabbinical authority so I can never understand how is it that Kal Yisrael should be split like that and that some are davening this way and some are davening this way and some are only Yetz if they say this and some are only Yetz if they say that why would Hashem do that to us So I have that problem every year, and honestly speaking, I don't remember he- ever hearing a proper solution or reasoning for it. Obviously, it's not season-wise. The uh, winter season Chutzlaretz is after; is in December, whereas in so they need the rain desperately before. Um, so, therefore, Zion Cheshvan or Zion Cheshvan actually the established date, but Chutzlaretz is no is not yet time for winter or for rains. And therefore, but whatever the reasons are, it causes a rift. It causes. It tells my Israeli brother that I'm talking to on the telephone. No, you davened Shmonesra. Yeah, you said the same talamata. Yes, and I said the same bracha. And you were yetsa yours, and I was yetsa with mine. It's a little strange. Since we're already talking about the dates, let us go to the date of Aleph Marchesvan. This Shabbos is M'yad HaShem Yir Aleph Mar Every year Yir Aleph Mar is the day after Yud Cheshun, my daughter's birthday. She's going to go, Ta! That's how ten-year-old's act. She's turning eleven. M'yad HaShem. Next year we celebrate her Bas Mitzvah, isn't it? Yeralaf Marchesvin is the Yadzeit of Rachel Imenu, And we're hoping to gather a group tomorrow night, M'Yaz Hashem, at the Ohel, to Davin, for Klal Yisrael, as Rachel Imenu is the mother, the matriarch, that represents tefillah, represents prayer in such a high level, That is, that the Almighty tells her that your prayers are the ones that I will listen to. Whereas our fathers, Abraham, Yitzchak and Yaakov, and Sara, Rivka and Leia also davin for Klal Yisrael, it is Mama Rokho that the Evishter says, your prayers are the ones that I answer. And that's why as we spoke, the reason why her Kvura is in Beis Lechem. it's a hotel for prayer. That's, it was in a place, in a strategic place, where the Yidn will always be going by there to Daven. It's Harina Godl, Today again we are suffering... From the neighbors around that area and they're not letting the Jews go pray freely there. But you go, there's certain buses, the secure buses, bulletproof. Pulls up literally next to the door and the bus opens up into the door. It's it's so 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 sad. So sad that this is what we've come to. A Yid wants to go down by Mama Rochel, what they have to go to in order to do so. So if anybody knows anyone that's going tomorrow, that would, like, that would like to join us at 8 o'clock at the OL, anybody that would like to send a letter, a Pan to the Rebbe, be more than happy to take for them. You can email it. Um... It's a very auspicious day. Let us turn to the parsha. The Rebbe gave us a schusa of a sefer called the Hayem The Yem, Yem has daily lesson for us. Sometimes the lesson is not so clear as to what the lesson actually means. So if you give me a tissue, please. I'd like to preface the discussion of today's Pasha Thank you. Uh-huh. With today's Ayem Yem. Yem. The Ayem Yem today says, Ches Cheshvan, Mitzvah, Lashen, Tzafzah, V'chibor. The word Mitzvah is related to the word Tzafzah, meaning connection. V'eis a Mitzvah, Mishabere, Ma'atz, V'baruchu. A person that performs a Mitzvah forges a connection with the essence of God. Ha-Mitzvah, the one that commands, gives that command. V'zeuschar mitzvah mitzvah. And therefore, this is the this is the meaning the sages tell us, the war, reward of a mitzvah is a mitzvah. Of course, if you all remember that, P'kiyav is perigdalid, Mishnah, Beis. The Zemashin is chaberim atzimus and seif the fact that one attaches themselves with the eren in-safe. sivri the one that commanded this commandment. This in itself is his reward. The mitzvah, the person does, that connection, that is his reward. V'yuvim gashmi. And it's understood in a physical analogy. Ish <speaking in Hebrew> bashit a simple person. Yesh penimi umailas He feels innately humble, insignificant before the wisdom of the greatness of a sage. So much so, he beatles the head of the Tefillahs Markham the Gamrei, as if he doesn't exist. V'chein gam ba herikesh hakochem, and the same way also is the sage's perspective. That what? Har isha ish aposhet ein enichnas etzlei begeder anushi Unfortunately, the simpleton is hardly even reckoned by him. not that he nullifies him and he pushes him that's disgusting but rather it appears that he has no connection to this person at all but when the sage tells this simpleton to do something for him this this person lives him up and he becomes he becomes something. I become an entity. The chacham, the sage that ever asked me to do something for him. Both with the concept that he feels that the chacham connected with him to do something, and also that he now becomes an entity before the (laughs) Chochem. That the Chochem actually spoke to him and commanded him to do something. Even more so, this request from the Chochem to the simpleton United the two to a level that they've totally connected one with the other, and this Moshe is now understood what the Rebbe says is the mitzvah is losh and tavso v'kibur. And also understood klal im gadol And therefore, we understand, of course, that it does—it's irrelevant what commandment it was talking about. If the Chokom asks the Ish Poshet to do the simplest thing, or the hardest of things, the Ish Poshet becomes connected, united, and one with the Chokom by this commandment. The interestingly they write over here, a classic theme of Sidus is the contrast between the Divine service of the patriarchs, who lived before the giving of the Teda, and our own divine service, and error since the giving of the Torah. The message states that before the Torah was given, a supernal decree separated the spiritual and material realms, like the formidable distance between the simple person and the sage. There was a seemingly unbridgeable chasm between the fi- finite mortal and the infinite God, until the giving of the Torah built a bridge. Concerning this gap and this bridge, Al Rebbe first quotes Zaya. No thought can grasp him at all, he then adds Nor His will and wisdom except insofar as they are garbed in the laws set out before us. By studying God's tether and performing His mitzvahs we can think His thoughts speak His words and perform His actions. That is today's Hayyem Yem. In this week's Parsha Lech <laughs> Lecha the commandment that the Almighty gives to Abraham, Tavram Avinu. We know the question that by Noach we find already the Tana prefaced about the concept of Tzidkas Noach, the righteousness of Noach. We already heard that Noach was a righteous man, and afterwards it says the Tana tells us that the Almighty spoke and commanded Noach to do certain things. so Neach ranked already so the concept oh how did this happen here let me put him back on so the concept of commanding and connecting to Hashem already took place by Neach So, in that case, what is the novelty here when we say that by Avram Avinu, whoops, when we say that by Avram Avinu, that this is when he became another thing? The Torah does not mention the righteousness and the greatness of Avram Avinu. that he, any thing, any ranking that he had prior to talking to God but by Neach it did say, by Neach it said Neach is Sadiq, to Amhoi Abed Reisov is Halach Neach, etc. and then it said that the Almighty spoke to Neach and gave him a job to do, build the Teva, save the world But it mentioned first who Noyach was and the righteousness and the greatness. By Abraham, we don't have that at all. This is, in essence, a mainstay difference between the Jew and the non Jew. The non Jew have a connection to God. And they have a way to recognize God and to reach out to God. The Jew, on the other hand, their connection to God, being B'nai Yisrael, is not from their knowledge, not from their recognition of a God, but because God separated us from all the other nations and brought us to His service. And this is there in essence. The mitzvah that we are commanded to separate ourselves from the other nations and to serve Hashem. The mitzvah of the Bnei Neach was to settle in the world. Bnei as we said, to attach ourselves with the essence of God. This connection doesn't become from the service of a person. Because the truth is not every connection over here is in boundaries that a person cannot reach to be able to ascertain to connect with God. It's not something that we do, not something that we achieve, that we accomplish. It's the fact that the Almighty Himself wants to become one with us. So our essence is automatically attached to God. Being a Jew, being a Ben Yisrael, a Bnei Yisrael, Bas Yisrael, a son or daughter of God we automatically are attached to God we have a connection through our mitzvahs are becoming tzavs of a so when the tailor begins to talk about the first Jew Avraham Avinu he doesn't start talking about the greatness of Avraham Avinu how he reached this level what he did to ascertain this greatness but rather it says The Almighty immediately connected to him, spoke to him and said to him, separate yourself from everybody. Teaching us how the connection of Bnei Yisrael begins Avram Avinu and therefore goes through this is ultimately connects with his commandment from God and this ultimately separates us from the other nations of the world. So this is the idea of the Let us focus a little bit on the Pasha itself. I want to move on to the Pasha. I can't take it. I've said many times when a person sticks on the first pasha and can't get past the first pasha of the Pasha. it makes me so nervous. Although there's so much to say on the first pasha of the Pasha and we can spend hours talking about it. But let's learn the Pasha itself. A war goes on. A war is staged. The late is kidnapped. And when late is kidnapped, we run into trouble. The Torah tells us, chapter 10, verse 13, etc. The Polit came and told Avram Avinu, Light has been captured. So the Ben Hamish the Mikra says, "Who in heaven's name is this Poet? Is polit short for politician? It's possible. Okay. Dashi says, "Who is a Polet? The Fib shute. the simple explanation, Zehu Eig, it's talking about Eig. That famous giant Eig Melech HaBoshon, Shepolat M'Romachamah ran away from the war. But then Rashi continues and says, The Medrash of B'neishis Raba says, Zeh Eig Shepolat Midir Hamabu. This is egg that ran away from the dead model. did you go to the huh? ask him? Much better. Business. Now generally, our general cloud when we deal with rashi, we know and we've learned and we've heard, Rashi does not like to give us stories. He likes to tell the Mikhamish Mikra an explanation. in this case here, Rashi mentions that this is egg that ran away from the marble. Who's who? Huh? Are you asking for No. Yankee. So, Stam Rashi doesn't explain how Eich was saved. Rashi told the Bechamish laMikra last week that this Mabul came along and Machakobosim mitachas the destroyed everybody. Everyone died in the Mabal, except for Nayak, his wife, and his three sons and their wives, and all the animals that he took in the Teva. We know that Ayik didn't get into the Teva. How did he possibly survive? The Sefer called David, David Lataz, on Rashi, explains two things. First of all, the water around the Teva was cold water. And it was able to stand there. He was a, he was a giant, he was able to stand. If you're keeping score at home, this is in Sech Daf Kuf Yud Gimel 113, side 2, tells us that story. Another explanation. There is an opinion, it says that during the Mabal it fell throughout the entire world but not in Eretz Yisrael. Mm-hmm. And we find this also in the explanation on Shas. if you keep your score at home. this Nida Samach Aleph from an Aleph in a, I believe a taste is Divya egg. Eig. Or actually, Divya Maskel what? Oh, we're going to get to that. And therefore, Oig ran to where it's and That's how he saved from the marvel. However, the Taz continues, says the It doesn't make sense because if it's Israel, there was no river. There was no the waters did not open up, <coughs> and the wells did not open up to drown the, the, all the, their inhabitants. <coughs> but the heavens soaked the world. And he answers, it's possible that a guy that was so tall was able to stand in there as well. And that's how he finishes off. Let us delve into what happened here. We have an opinion here that Egu survived the Mabel because he stood next to the Teva. And we have another opinion that says he was an Ezzel. So what's the real truth? according to Rashi's explanation of the Tata, who is the simple way of explaining the Pashut HaShemikra we'll start of course with the way the, the Taz finishes off and let us say the Mabel did not take place in Israel, and that's a show. but you go back to that Gemara and you'll see that there's a lot of dispute about that and in the Midrashim. So therefore, let us try to get into the explanation of Rashi, the simple explanation of the Pasuk. It turns out, apparently, that the Marble did go over the whole world, even as a soul. Because the simple question is, if it didn't go in as a that would need a miracle in its own. The fact that it's cell did not get flooded would have been a miracle on its own, and that miracle should have been mentioned in the Tera. But it doesn't say that. Another thing, if the Mabu was not in why did the Teva rest in Harayarot? It should have gone to Etsul. Laya should have just sat in However, we could possibly get to the bottom of this, according to the opinion that the marble did not come in that cell. But it rained throughout the world. If it rained throughout the world, it flowed over into Eretz cell, regardless. So even though it didn't rain per se on Eretz cell, but since the whole world was flooded, it overflowed that cell as well. Bottom line. Let us say there was not so much water in there And therefore, the water there finished earlier. So, correct if you want to tell me that the marble went there to Seoul as well. So we understand why it rested on Harare, not and not there to because this is from the higher mountains. The water started to go down. That's where it ended up on the highest of mountains. It's the first place that the teva could land. But if you want to tell me the marble did not go in sell at all, the teva should have landed in Etsesol because there was no water there at all. The truth is, though, that in the acceptance of all this, we find clearly that Rashi says on the Pesik by Yisachru, is tahim, to Everything opened up from heaven, from the earth. Everything, and there was a flooding from all sides. And it says kol mayones. All different wells opened up. It doesn't say kol because there were certain ones that were needed for the world later, like chamet Tveria. In Tveria, is an answer, so. So where it says, excuse me, it doesn't say kol mayones. So now we understand the that Rashi's opinion on the Teda is not to explain that Eyg was saved from the Mabel because he went to hang out in Ezraal. Because the simple part of the puzzle there was a Mabel in Ezraal too. Simple explanation of the Passoc, there was a Mabel in Ezraal, and if not, the miracle should have been mentioned as a separate entity. So let's go back to what the the Taz says in the beginning, that he stood next to the Teva. <coughs> this Gemara and Sanhedrin, if you keep your score at home, Kuvchesamad Bayz, as well as the Tzvachim of one thirteen Aleph Bez. What was the punishment of Dirham Abu? And the Gemara says, They were mechalkal, they did sin, they sinned with fervor, with heat, and therefore they were punished with heat. haste. And the proof is from an egzereshava. Egzereshava means a pasuk that says something in one place, and says somewhere else in another place, and we see the similarity of the two. Here it says, Vayeshiku Hamayim, this is chapter 8, verse 1, and it also says in the Megillus Esther, chapter 7, Pasuk Yud, 10, Vayamas HaMelech Shokokho, Rashi explains what does Hamas HaMelech Shachokha mean? He calmed down. So therefore here also, it cooled, excuse me, he cooled down. Not he calmed down, he cooled down. So therefore also, here when we say the water, cooled down. In other words, the water was boiling hot. But Rashi does not bring, so therefore, The Yamada asks on this, if the water was boiling hot, how did the ark, how did the Teva exist? Why didn't the Teva get melted from it? And also, how did Oik survive? And the Yamada therefore answers that around the Teva there was a circumference circumference of cold water that the Teva was floating in and therefore it did not destroy the Teva. And in that circumference Oik stood as well. However, Ashi does not bring this miracle either. That the water around the circumference of the Teva was cold. And therefore we say, according to his opinion, there is no question to begin with. Because according to Shuddha Shamikra, there was no boiling water. But when the Apostle says, Rashi explains what is Vayyashaykum. kivik Shaykh Hamas Hamelech. He cooled down. And therefore we have to say, take it face value, that the opinion of the Gemara, that the water was boiled, and now it cooled off. But Rashi apparently does not go according to the opinion of Gemara. Because the main part of the Yamada was the fact that they were being punished with the boiled water, and Rashi does not bring that down for the Mechal Mishra to understand. And therefore Rashi just says, the Mayim, Nahu Venirgu. it calmed down. It didn't cool down, but it calmed down. Before it was churning, and that's how everybody ended up drowning, and now it calmed down. But according to the opinion of the hot water throughout and this uh, circumference of the of the table was cold water we also understand how the fish survived so therefore the poet ultimately is talking about Oig, the way he survived the marble we hear different opinions and we have different understandings what was Late, really up to what was he after here um, Farshim tells us that Rashi actually tells us late. Knew, excuse me, light, Aig knew that Avramavinu would go save light. He knew that was his nature. And since he knew he would go save light, and there was a small chance of of Avramavinu winning such a battle, so therefore Avram would get killed at war. And Sarah would be eligible for Oig. Where does Rashi take such an explanation? First of all, Rashi says, how did he get the name Oig? He got the name Oig because he came and he saw Avram Avinu preparing food. Ugois. Uga is that he was preparing the matzah, and he was preparing for other people, and therefore he got the name Oig. He also knew that Avraham Avinu was a selfless person. And as a selfless person, would go out on the limb to save, even against all odds, to go save light. <coughs> therefore, Dafka from the wording of his name, Oy, which he got from noticing, from seeing Avraham devotions of baking matzahs for others. That is how he derived that Avraham would go out to war. Tere tells us, Vayel Avram Vayove Imamrei Mizbeach Hashem Avram Avinu arrives in Cheverin and he builds a Mizbeach for the Evishter. Now, ironically, this is not the first Mizbeach that Avram Avinu built. This is in chapter 13, verse 18. Prior to this, in chapter 12, verses 7 and 8. Again it talks about two other altars that Avram Avinu built. And Rashi explains what happened here. Why did he build <coughs> <coughs> these two prior altars? On the first altar it says, "Avram built it, Al-Basuris Hazerav, Al-Basuris Avraham was no, excuse me, was notified that he's going to have children, he was very happy. Avinu was notified that he's going to have he's going to get uh, Israel. he was very happy. Thereby he built an altar so he could bring a sacrifice to God. That was altar number one. on the second Mizbech it says, He built it in a place near a place called Ai, Ai Mikedem, Ai. And what happened over there? She says he had a prophecy. What was his prophecy? That in the future his children will unfortunately stumble here on a sin, and therefore he needed to daven for them here. He needed to pray for them. Therefore, he built an altar, brought sacrifices to pray for his children for the future. However, in our verse over here on chapter 13 verse 18 he built another altar in Hebron, altar number 3 and Rashi says nothing does not give the reason why did he build this altar we look at the examine the other altars and Avraham Avinu built them, as we say, min hakala lakovet. The less important to the more important. The less important, the fact one, the first mizbeach on the good news that he received, which is things that happened for him himself. the things that will happen for his children they receive the inheritance and the second one because of the perilous situation that his children are going to end up with the third Mizmeach though had a special entity on its own that was the fact that it built solely for God he had no other intentions whatsoever and therefore this Rashi does not explain anything here. Because Avram did not vi- build it with any kind of side intentions here. He didn't have any other um where's the word? The word, come up with the word. Pneus. I don't know how to translate it. It was built solely for God. And selfish what reason. is sweeter, huh? A selfish reason. No, no, that's not the word, that's not a pniyasar. And therefore, he built in Chevron, Chevron is the, the word Chevron, comes from the word Khibur, attaching. A true connection with God is when the person doesn't think of anything else. It's selfless. has nothing to do with him. And he had only God in mind. It was only God itself. And that's why he built this other altar. And therefore, Rashi doesn't have to bring it down. Now, we understand another quick question over here. It says that, In uh, chapter 15, verse 1, Rashi says, after God made a tremendous miracle for Avram Vinu, he, he was concerned. Maybe I got this on all my righteousness, all my merits. And the Almighty says, No made you have much merit ahead of you. The Ramam writes that Ma'ava, Shatevel a person that serves God out of love merits the very very great things. and therefore Avinu is referred to as his love. We find that Avinu served the Almighty out of love. in that case, why was he worried that he received reward here? What kind of sky was he concerned with? Avram wanted to get Shar not for a reason. Not for something he did. Only, the merits that he wanted is only to spread God's name in the world. And to let everyone know how great God was. To make Kiddushim Shemayim in the world. So therefore he was concerned here that perhaps he got this because of himself out of selfish reason rather than ultimately just wanting to bring and to sanctify, and to elevate God's name in the world, and that was his concern, not the fact that he might have used up all his merits Rabbi so said, we didn't use all our merits, we didn't use any merits yet and Avraham Avinu definitely did not and therefore our Rachel, our mother Rachel, Rachel stands in our stead and prays for us, and davens for us and we hope therefore to be together he all of them, Kitsuv Ranu Shaykh should all come and dance with us and sing with us, and we should all be together in Yerushalayim on this Shabbos, the great Shabbos of Lechlacha, of Rachlim in his yard and we should be in peace and harmony and tranquility and pure love. Shabbat, Shalom to all.